Military murder is an independent project and is not endorsed by the Department of Defense or any military component. The views expressed are those of the host. The content of this podcast is not meant to be legal or medical advice. Warning, this episode contains graphic details of murder and is not suitable for young listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, True Crime Army. I am your host, Margo, and this is a true crime podcast where I focus on crimes committed by military members and veterans. But don't worry, you don't have to know anything about the military to listen, I promise. You just have to be a true crime enthusiast. And if that's you, welcome home. Every day I'm reminded why I started this podcast, to tell you to remain vigilant. The last few months have been quite active for military murders and disappearances alike. And families and loved ones want answers but ultimately they want justice. Today, I am bringing you my first unsolved murder case because I believe this is a case that can be solved with your help. I have a lot of military and non-military listeners alike. And when you share a missing persons case or when you share information about an unsolved case, you don't know where that information will end up. Maybe it will end up in the hands of someone who has valuable information, or maybe it will end up in the hands of a killer who is eager to come forward or just needs a little nudge. So, without any further delay, join me today as I discuss the recent murder of Specialist Enrique Roman Martinez. Now, let's dig in. My sources for this case include articles by carolinaonline.com, connectingvets.com, WRAL, Stars and Stripes, The Fayetteville Observer, Army Times, OBX Today, NPS.gov, and Washington Times. 21-year-old Enrique Roman Martinez was from Chino, California. He entered the Army on August 23, 2016. He went to airborne school at Fort Benning, Georgia, and he became a paratrooper in March of 2017. By 2020, he was a human resource specialist stationed at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and he was assigned to the Headquarters Company 37th Brigade Engineer Battalion, 2nd Brigade Combat Team, 82nd Airborne Division. During the Memorial Day weekend 2020, Enrique and a group of seven other soldiers decided they wanted to go camping. If you recall, Memorial Day 2020 was the weekend where most of the U.S. began to open up their beaches, restaurants, and stores after being quarantined due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And the weather was perfect that weekend. On Friday, May 22, 2020, Enrique and the others drove to Cape Lookout National Seashore, where they hopped on a ferry with their camping equipment and their cars and took off to South Core Banks. South Core Banks is one of the islands that makes up the Cape Lookout National Seashore. There's actually three barrier islands that make up this park, and the island is on the Atlantic Ocean. The group of eight soldiers allegedly hopped off the ferry, but they weren't completely on foot, since according to a 911 call later made, they brought two cars with them using the vehicle ferry. After they gathered their belongings, they found a nice cozy place near mile marker 46 on South Corbanks to set up camp for the night. They built their tents. The exact timeline for what happened on this day is unclear since we haven't heard from any of these soldiers. But at around midnight, the cool air from the water made the night very breezy. Suddenly, Enrique's tent must not have been secure enough because one of the soldiers reported that the wind picked up Enrique's tent and knocked it over. A few friends quickly came over to help Enrique stake his tent back down. And here is where things get wonky. 
At this point, I'm not sure how many people in this group saw this, but at least one person reports that Enrique walked off after midnight, wearing only blue shorts and nothing else. And get this, he walked off with nothing, nothing, no flashlight, no headlamp, no nothing. Just poof, walked off. Was he walking down a path? Was he walking on the beach? We don't know. Was there light? Were there bathrooms nearby? We don't know. However, I know a little bit because I went to the National Park Service website and I found a picture of South Core Banks, mile marker 46, kind of from above like a bird's eye view. It's a map. And it appears that the group was near Cape Lookout near the Rock Jetty. And there are two restrooms located nearby. However, I'm not sure how close that is to their campsite. And also, I can't tell from looking at the map if if the area is lit or not. Well, the friends went to sleep, not really concerned for Enrique. I mean, he is an adult after all. And they figured that I guess he'd just come back and go back to sleep. So the rest of the guys called it a night. The next morning, all the guys start waking up one by one, approximately between like 8 and 9 a.m. But Enrique never appears. I'm presuming that someone checked his tent and didn't see him. Again, they're not uber concerned, but allegedly the seven soldiers then spent the next dozen or so hours looking for Enrique. It's unclear if they're actually like hanging out and looking for him or if they are no kidding just looking for him at this point. By 7.30 p.m., they finally decide to call 911 to report their friend missing. Yep, you heard that correctly. Enrique was last seen around midnight and the group waited until 7.30 p.m. the next evening to call 911. Of course, I was irate when I heard this because that's a long time. But, you know, not knowing the actual makeup of the group, was it all dudes? Were there any females? But I'm not actually surprised that they maybe weren't uber concerned for their friend. It's kind of presumed that a soldier can find his or her way around with some land navigation. So maybe that's why they waited that long. And here's the 911 call. Carter, I can't 911. What's that? Just emergency. Um, we are on uh, Cape Lookout. We are at Cape Lookout Island and between uh, mile marker... Uh, 46 and, and 47 uh-huh. by the jetties, and we uh, we lost our friend. We don't know where he has gone, and we're kind of worried that he something happened to him. Where's the Where's the last spot you saw him at? So, so last we all went to bed last night, and when we woke up, he was not here, and we've been looking for him all day. We were trying to find the park ranger or. We, their offices or anything until we went all the way to the uh, to the ferry and we found where, that we needed to dial 911. We weren't sure if that's what we had to do out here. So yeah, we can we can get core, um, uh, Park Service in contact with you, sir. Are you are you on Corebanks or Shackleford? Are you like close to close to Cape Lookout? We're on Cape Lookout. Okay. Oh, I see where you're at. Okay. All right. And how long has he been missing? Um, since we woke up at I woke up at eight. 30, and we've been looking for him all day. We weren't sure if he, what, we might be afraid that he might have hurt himself, or we're, we're, we're really not sure. Okay, hold on one second. And you said between mile marker 30, 36 and 37? No, 46 and 46 and 47. Okay, yeah. sorry about yeah. that. No, you're fine. And when was the last time you saw him? So we all went to bed at 
at, at 12.03, that's when we all decided to go to bed, and that is the last time we saw him. Okay, hold on one second, sir. All right, sir, I'm sorry about that. What's the phone number you're calling from? Okay, and what's your name? And how old is he? He is 22. 22? Or 21. I'm sorry, 21. Okay, and does he have any physical, medical, or mental conditions that we need to be aware of? Um, he did. He, he wasn't diagnosed, but he did have suicidal tendencies. Okay. Okay, and I just need a description of him. What's his race? He is Mexican. Okay. He has black hair, brown eyes. All right. Uh, black hair. He said brown eyes. And what's his name? His name is Roman Martinez, or Enrique Martinez. Okay. And you know what kind of... Enrique, sorry, it's actually... I, I'm sorry. Let me just, let me just backtrack. It's no problem. Enrique Roman. I'm sorry. That is Enrique name. Roman is his name? Yes. Okay. And do you know what kind of clothing he was wearing at all? So he was just, when we locked on, he was just wearing blue shorts. Blue shorts. <laughs> do you know his height or weight at all? Um, I would say he's around 180, 185, and he's probably 5'6", six, five, seven. Okay. Okay, and was anybody last seen with him, or do you think he went off by himself? Oh, he had to have gone off by himself. Okay. Like I said, we all we all went to sleep. Okay, and he would have left on foot? Yes, that's the only way he had to. We only had two cars, and they were both still here. Okay. Do you know of anywhere he may have gone on the island at all? No clue. This is our first time being here, so I gotcha. we have no clue. Do you know if he took any personal items with him? We searched his tent, and everything is still there. He even left his phone in his wallet. Okay, so he doesn't have any trackable technology? No, okay. no, sir. Do you know if he might have any weapons with him or anything? Negative. Okay. And then, did he leave any notes, letters, or threats or anything? I mean, we have looked through everywhere, and it's not Nothing. his phone. We, we, we don't have the password, so we can't look on that, but he okay. not. In the beginning of the call, the caller reports that he lost his friend and was worried something happened to him. Then he says he thinks his friend may have hurt himself. And then he says that although his friend hasn't been formally diagnosed, his friend does have suicidal ideations. Hmm. Okay, so do you think that you would wait 17 hours if your friend went missing and he or she was suicidal? That's a really long time. The caller is adamant that Enrique left alone on foot and left his phone and wallet behind. After the call is made, Park Superintendent Jeff West and Park Rangers arrive on scene. The Seashore Superintendent Jeff West later told reporters that the disappearance was a little mysterious. It was mysterious because at about 2.30 p.m. that day, the group of soldiers minus Enrique they were parked in an unauthorized manner and the rangers stopped and asked the soldiers to move their cars. By the way, I don't necessarily think that they were parked in a sketchy way. I know a lot of my true crime army is probably thinking, oh, where were they parked in the middle of nowhere? No, they, it, I don't, I'm not sure, but I don't think that they were parked in a sketchy way because they were probably just parked incorrectly. And this is why I say that. A quick search of the park's website shows that the rangers are real particular on how you can park your car on the beach. They actually have a, they have two pictures. They have a they have a picture of cars parked incorrectly and then they have a, a picture of cars parked correctly. So they want you to do it a certain way. The Rangers did stop at 2.30 p.m. to tell the soldiers to move their cars. Anyway, when the Rangers stopped to chat with them at 2.30 p.m., 
That would have been a perfect opportunity for them to tell the Rangers about their missing buddy, but they said nothing. I think Jeff West is totally onto something because if you recall from the 911 call, the caller was like, yeah, we've been searching for him all day and we've been trying to find the park rangers and their offices. Oh, really? I don't know. Maybe if you've been looking for the park rangers all day and they approach you at 2.30 p.m., maybe that would be a good time to tell them what you needed to say. Hi, everyone. For anyone who follows me on Instagram, I recently posted a picture of me with my kiddos at Disney in front of the Disney castle. But I posted it because my shoulders were looking on fire, defined, toned, and overall just pleasant to look at. So many of you asked me in my DMs for my secret. And of course, my secret is 4 a.m. workouts. But I get the oomph to wake up at 4 a.m. and work out from my pre-workout drink called Energy Explosion. My pre-workout powder was created by world-renowned fitness guru Natalia Melofit. I have been following Natalia for many years now. And in fact, after my second C-section, I hired her as my fitness trainer. And she also helped me postpartum with my third C-section as well. So when she came out with a pre-workout supplement that didn't cause any of the jitters and the crashing, I knew I needed to try it. Energy Explosion helps with energy, and it keeps me going all through the morning hours. Because I take it first thing in the morning, which is when I choose to work out, I no longer require that morning cup of joe. This pre-workout has nootropic ingredients, which significantly help me personally with mental clarity and focus. Which, listen, when you're juggling what feels like hundreds of tasks a day, it truly does help. And guess what? My listeners are getting 15% off your order. What? Yes, please. If you're ready to get the pump without the jitters, visit mbodysup.com and enter my code MAMAMARGO at checkout for 15% off your order. That's M as in Mike, body, sup as in Sierra, uniform, papa, papa, dot com. Add energy explosion to your car and use my code MAMAMARGO, that's M-A-M-A-M-A-R-G-O-T for 15% off. Enjoy. And when you use it, please DM me so we can talk about your workouts. Well, it wasn't until five hours after chatting with the Rangers about their parking situation that they dialed 911. And by this point, Enrique had been missing for 17 hours. Mr. West said that by this point in the evening, due to the elements, they couldn't use a search dog because it was far too windy. But West couldn't worry himself with the oddity that a group of soldiers would wait 17 hours before calling for help. So a search immediately began for the five foot, four inch, 120 pound Latino soldier. The Rangers started their search at the campsite located near mile marker 46, where the soldiers said they lost Saw Enrique. And the first thing they found consistent with what the 911 caller said were Enrique's cell phone and wallet at the campsite but there was no sign of Enrique. During the following 10 days, the search for Enrique was a collaborative effort between the National Park Service, Army CID, the Coast Guard, the North Carolina Marine Patrol, the Wayne County Sheriff's Office canine team, and the Carteret County Sheriff's Office. I even read somewhere that members of Enrique's unit also helped in the search. According to OBX Today, during those 10 days, they conducted a ground and aerial search covering South Corps Banks, Shackleford Banks, and the immediate ocean and sound areas surrounding their campsite. Early on Friday, May 29th, 2020, six days after Enrique had last been seen, Cape Lookout officials put out a request for witnesses 
who may have seen a speeding Jeep over Memorial Day weekend close to a bright blue Ford Ranger pickup. Specifically, officials were looking for information from anyone, anyone who may have seen a white or silver in color Jeep Wrangler with two young men standing on the outside step rails of the Jeep while it drove at a high rate of speed south down the beach. Officials were looking for this information in connection with Enrique's May 23rd disappearance. Hmm, so that got me thinking, what type of vehicle were the soldiers driving that weekend? And of course, my true crime brain started wondering, do authorities think that Enrique's disappearance has to do with a joyride gone terribly wrong and then a cover-up? If someone in the group of soldiers does not drive either a white Jeep or a blue Ford Ranger, though, is it easy to assess who brought those two cars onto the island on this ferry? Are there video cameras? Are there forms that have to be filled out by the ferry company? Is there anything? Guys, I know I have more questions than answers, but bear with me. By nightfall on Friday, May 29th, on the same day that park officials put the request out for information on those two vehicles, it was announced that partial human remains washed ashore on Shackleford Banks on Cape Lookout National Seashore. This was not too far from mile marker 46. Sadly, it was reported that this was an area where the prevailing tides have unfortunately washed ashore remains in years past. What in the heck? Yes, I said that this is an area that has washed ashore remains in years past. So I tried to find more information about that statement, but really didn't find anything. Some comments by websuits believe that it's possible that bodies wash ashore if, for example, someone went out swimming and got caught in a bad wave or something like that. But you would think that information about bodies washing ashore would be announced to the public. Well, the remains were not easily identifiable. However, a few days later, dental records confirmed that the partial remains did belong to Enrique. An autopsy is currently being conducted by the local ME, and as of this recording, the results were not available. However, Army CID is investigating Enrique's death as a homicide. But as my listeners know all too well, since Army CID is the lead on this investigation, it was reported by Army Times that no additional information is being released at this time to protect the integrity of the investigation. Lieutenant Colonel Scotty Auden, the commander of the 37th Brigade Engineer Battalion, said, quote, We are deeply saddened by Specialist Roman Martinez's untimely passing. He was well-liked by those who served alongside him. Specialist Roman Martinez had a great attitude and the tragedy of his loss is felt by all of us. Our sympathies are with his family, friends, and fellow paratroopers, especially his mother and sister who flew from California to be here. We worked closely with the family, CID, and local authorities throughout the process. Our priority now is to support them through the tragedy and ensure that Specialist Roman Martinez is recovered and honored in a dignified way. Army CID is still investigating Enrique's murder and they are looking to you for help. They are currently offering a $15,000 reward to anyone who provides credible information that leads to an arrest. Anyone with information is asked to call CID at 910-396-8777. You can also submit an anonymous tip via their website, and I will drop a link to that in my show notes for you or anyone who might want to submit a tip. 
I will be sure to post pictures of Enrique to my social media accounts and to my website so you can take a look at him. Maybe you know someone who might be able to help. I remember Enrique's disappearance breaking right as I released my episode on missing Fort Hood soldiers Vanessa Guillen and Gregory Weddle Morales and the unsolved murder of Brandon Rosecrans. I see the investigation of Enrique's disappearance as vastly different from the search for Vanessa Guillen. No two missing person cases are alike, but it seems like they were all hands on deck while searching for Enrique. Whereas Vanessa's disappearance didn't really make headlines until weeks after she disappeared from on base. Anyway, for those of you who caught episode 31 on the two missing Fort Hood soldiers, stay tuned for a bonus update episode on those cases. But I do have to announce that sadly, on June 19th, 2020, the remains of missing soldier Gregory Weddle Morales were found in Killeen, Texas. Additionally, I want to let you know that CID has increased the reward for information that leads to an arrest on Vanessa Guillen's disappearance to $25,000. A local Latino group has matched the reward and rapper Baby Bash has contributed $5,000 to the reward. So the reward for Vanessa Guillen's case is up to $55,000 now. Vanessa Guillen is still missing. The murders of Gregory Weddle Morales and Brandon Rosecrans are still unsolved. You can find me on social on Instagram at Military Murder Podcast, on Facebook at Military True Crime, and Twitter at Military Murder. Special shout out to this week's episode producers, producer Brett E. donating all the way from overseas. Kathy J, thank you. And Amanda J, thank you so much to my producers. Thank you to my listeners, to my producers for donating to the Military Murder Morale Fund and allowing me the opportunity to keep doing what I love. And it's been a while since I've given any shout outs. So let me show some love to my faithful listeners who took a few seconds, a few seconds out of their day to leave some kind words. On Facebook, there were three new reviews. Shout out to Kimberly T, who says that after the first episode, whoop, she was hooked. <laughs> Melts my heart. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Chelsea B says that, quote, I'm not a true crime junkie, but apparently I am for this podcast. And quote, Chelsea, best comment ever. Seriously, welcome to the true crime army. Sarah C also shocked me by saying that this was the first podcast she had ever listened to. What? And she was entertained for an entire 12 hour road trip. Chelsea, girl, what? First podcast ever? Really? Well, thank you for listening. Welcome to the dark side. TV is old news. Podcasts are the real deal because you can pop in your headphones anywhere you go. And people think that you're listening to music, but nope, you're just sitting there listening and solving murders. That's right. Yep, girl. Now, let me show some love to my listeners on CastBox. Shout out to JC, Denise B, Carl R, Linda S, Dale K, Chris L. I just want to say thank you so much to my listeners who listen to me on Apple Podcast, on CastBox, on Stitcher, on Spotify, wherever it is that you listen. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for leaving reviews. Stay tuned next week when I'm going to be reading my iTunes reviews, my shout outs there. And I just want to say this week is my birthday week. So help a sister out. If you like the show, if you listen every week, if you can't wait till next week, make sure that you rate this show five stars and leave a comment. If you have something nice to say, leave a comment. Okay, that would mean the world to me. Best birthday gift ever. I can't wait. Thank you guys so much. 
This show was created by Mama Margot Productions and produced by Brett E., Kathy J., and Amanda J. And the music was created by Tyops. Please check the show notes for a direct link to my sources page on my website, militarymurderpodcast.com. Until next time, remember, you never really know what someone is capable of, so remain vigilant always. You have a fabulous week, and I'll keep digging to bring you another military murder story next week. Shh, let's work another podcast.